Welcome back to the Call in Our Shop podcast. It is episode 43. I'm Austin, joined by Logan today. We're talking all about the MLB. We're currently in the All-Star break. Uh, this is Tuesday, and, you know, we're going to get into it. Normally, the podcast is live on Wednesdays, but, you know, we're in the midst of, you know, no picks for no daily videos for you guys. So we're going to at least put this out there, and we're going to give you some bold predictions. Each of us have three that are for the rest of the MLB season post-All-Star break with some crazy value, some plus 4,500s, plus 3,000s, a lot of different picks. But first and foremost, Logan, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. This is our second baseball video in in the same day. So, I mean, just complete MLB, you know, immersion. This is this is what we need, though. And, you know, the All-Star break is, comes at a really good time in the MLB because weird things are going to happen post-All-Star break. And if, if you've bet a whole season of MLB like I did last year, you'll know. And you'll, you'll figure it out real quickly. But a lot of things will change. A lot of teams will emerge that maybe we're sleeping in the first half. So I'm really excited to see what happens. I mean, the same thing happened last year with the Braves coming out of nowhere. I don't remember mm-hmm. what their odds were at post. I were at the All Star break, but they obviously were great yeah. odds, and whoever bet on them got very good returns when it won the World Series. So, speaking of World Series, Logan, I'm gonna hop right into it. We're recording this a little bit earlier before you know Tuesday uh, technically comes around, but I'm gonna give you a bold prediction for who I think has a chance to win the World Series. They're not my favorite. They aren't the sportsbook's favorite. I'm going the Boston Red Sox at plus three thousand odds. I know this comes as a hot take. You know, I've worn my Yankees memorabilia, and, you know, I'm a Yankees fan. But when I look at this Red Sox team, I give them a slim chance, and there's a couple different reasons why. Now, we think about the Red Sox this season. I mean, you know that at the moment, you know, the AL East is a ton of – I mean, I think they have all the wild card positions right now. This AL East has been super tough, so it's going to be tough sledding for this team. But I think tough sledding in the regular season helps you for the postseason. I do think this is a playoff team when push comes to shove. This team has a lot of offense. And what's really been – I mean, we think about J.D. Martinez, Rafael Devers. They got all the offense out there, Bill Gartz, and you name it. They got a very good batting average, score a lot of runs. It's really struggled through the first half of the year. It's been their pitching. And I think the pitching is going to come around the second half of the year. They obviously still have some decent pitchers with Eovaldi. They got Pavetta. They got Waka. And they have Chris Sale, who came back, pitched well against the Rays. And so I think this pitching rotation is finally about to turn into, you know, not, you know, I'm not guaranteeing this team will be an elite unit, but all takes is the right pitching unit to get hot at the right time. I do think these guys all have capabilities to be quality starters and quality guys that can go six, you know, seven innings pitch. The only thing that concerns me is about the Red Sox bullpen, not the best, but you never really know. And I think the Red Sox have enough run opportunities, enough pitching, assuming the pitching can come around. This is a team that has started four rookie pitchers out of span in the first half of the year, just a couple weeks back. So that pitching can stay healthy, which is arguably what you need to win a World Series. I like the Red Sox, plus 3,000 odds, worth a little sprinkle. What do you think about that? You know, I was going to come on here and actually initially debate you, but I think you put up such a good case for it because like you've talked about with the Atlanta Braves, the Braves got hot at the right time. And I'd, I'd argue that on paper, their their pitching wasn't that all that great. Like it got, it, it played really well in the playoffs. You know, they had some, some big performances, you know, by the Max Freeds and, and the Charlie Mortons of the world. But could this Red Sox, you know, starting pitching rotation finally get healthy and, and provide them the spark they need? Absolutely. Like Pavetta and Ivaldi is, is good enough to for it. And what we saw in, in you know, the last series they, they played versus the Yankees, they just flat out outscored them, you know, in a couple of those games, which I, I think was a, a lot of mo- motivation and what they need going into the second half of the year. I don't hate the pick. The bullpen always will worry me about the Red Sox because they they have some uh, turkey tossers in that bullpen for sure. They've got some 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 noodle arms in there that that could sell them the game. But you know what? If the offense, as you mentioned, you know, can come around enough, it's pretty much I think statistically like a top five offense this part of the year. I think if if they can carry a second half charge, they could be a really dangerous playoff team. And you're right. 
facing teams like the Rays, the Yankees, you know, the Blue Jays week in, week out, it has only made them better, right? They're seeing some of the top, you know, position, top, top pitchers in the league, the, you know, the Garrett Coles and the McClanahan's of the world. So, I mean, yeah, dude, I, I love this pick. At, at plus 3,000, I mean, is it worth a sprinkle? Ask yourself, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's not like I'm guaranteeing they're going to win the World Series, although I will be clipping this if they do somehow win it. But, <laughs> I mean, we think about them, they, they're obviously coming off that momentum, you know, against that Yankees series. They're doing pretty well. They obviously have Fenway Park, very hitter-friendly ballpark. So that should play into their kind of benefits. I just think they're going to be a really talented team. I think they're still going to make the playoffs. And you really never know once October comes around what team can get hot at the right time. I think plus 3,000 odds for a team with this much talent is very good. But, Logan, I think you have some team that you have your eye on. Oh, Yeah. All right, so you can call this a, an absolute homer pick, but I, I really just like it for the value. How about the Philadelphia Phillies, right? Plus 4,500 at, at that insane value to win the World Series. Now, look, before before you got, grab your keyboard and you say, Logan, absolutely not. They, they check a lot of boxes to me, right? First box they check, starting pitching, right? They have... For sure, some of the best arms in the NL. Yeah, yeah grab the keyboard, Austin. They 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 have some of the best you know starting pitchers in the NL, right? The the, the Wheelers, the Nolas of the world. Kyle Gibson is a little bit of a wild card. He's had some good outings and some bad outings, but if he can just you know even keel pitcher, he's he's a playoff performer and he's he's been in the league long enough, right? They're not tossing a rookie out, arm out there. So that they check to me the starting pitching box. They checked the offense box because when when bats like Segura and Harper went down, I was like, oh, where is the offense going to come from? Well, they have a few people in their in their lineup still that that are scorching the baseball, right? The Reese Hoskins of the world, you know, Stott has been a huge surprise for that team, and and they really need somebody like Nick Castellanos. Eventually, Nick Castellanos has to has to find his bat because his first half of the, of the season has just been been terrible, right? He's not been able to really see the ball. It looks like uh, he's got the yips at the plate, right? He just his his swing is in some sort of funk. If Nick Castellanos can be the free agent that they that they expect him to be, this Phillies offense could certainly be dangerous. You know, obviously Segura and, and Harper coming back. You know, I I don't know their time frame for injury, um, but it, it's been really uh, encouraging what I've seen this first half of the season. And then we we can talk about bullpen too because. I wouldn't touch a Phillies full game, you know, in the first few weeks of the season because I was like, oh, man, that bullpen's like a top five worst bullpen. Um, now they're like middle of the pack, right? They've improved a lot. They've they've held down games. I to, Right off the bat, I, I remember the Cardinals series where they, they won a game one to nothing with their bullpen absolutely carrying the second half of that game. And I, and I was just really shocked. I was like, this is a new Phillies team. So if you're giving me 40 plus 4,500 odds on this, they could easily get hot a la Braves in the same division and and make a, a run definitely at the NL and even even World Series. Yeah, I mean, I, I I will never just disagree with someone that's betting 4,500. My only questions and concerns with the Phillies lineup is very eerily similar to a team like the New York Yankees, a team that very heavily relies on the home run ball to put up runs. And, you know, Schwarber, home run or bust, basically. And so I think they have the pitching staff by, by all estimations with Wheeler and Nola and all those guys going out there. And those guys are elite pitchers. I mean, they're going to be – there's a reason their ERAs are so low. They're very good. But I'm just concerned that they won't be able to put on base runners to score enough runs. And we know that pitching wins the World Series. But you're right. That bullpen has really turned around. Was a you know a weak spot for this team. Quietly, it's become sort of a strength to kind of go to those guys and kind of hope for them, you know, to carry you to the end of the game. They are a team that's sitting, you know, one game out of the playoffs as we record this. So they were right on the fringe of the wild card spot. 
I don't see them, you know, unless they get super hot, you know, coming up and catching, you know, the Mets or the Braves or like probably six or seven games above them. But I still think this Phillies team does have a power. They got Bryce Harper that need to get him healthy. He's obviously the key to this team. This team goes as far as Bryce Harper carries them. I think they're more of a 500 ball club without Bryce Harper. But something about having a guy like Bryce Harper in your lineup at three or four, you can count on him to hit home runs, clutch moments when he's going to show up. So I don't hate the Phillies pick at all. I think they got a good chance. Uh, they have, I mean, this 40 plus 45 under not giving us a plus 400 pick, but I do think they got a chance. But speaking of making the playoffs, I'm going to give you a team that's not going to make the playoffs. The Minnesota Twins to miss the playoffs. Now, there's no odds for this at the moment. I'm sure there might be if you go. Um, probably the odds for these sort of things will kind of come live as the uh, All-Star break is kind of happening because, you know, they don't have to fluctuate with games happening at the same time like we are when we're recording this. But we think about right now, as we sit here, Twins currently sitting at 49-41. We are a couple days early. They are ahead in this in the division by a couple games, four and a half games to be exact right now over the Guardians. But I'm just not a big believer in this Twins team. Now, you think about their lineup. They got a lot of guys. I, I just don't trust in the Byron Buxtons of the world. I, I like Luis Arise. I like Carlos Correa. I just don't trust the rest of this lineup that's led by, you know, Urshela. You got Gary Sanchez, Kepler's, Polanco's. You got all those guys that just feel like if they don't hit a home run, they're not getting on base. They're not doing anything. And I just don't trust this pitching staff all too much. Like you got Joe Ryan, sure. You got Chris Archer that throws max four or five innings. Dylan Bundy, Smeltzer. I just don't trust it. And then, you know, you got Sonny Gray, of course. Sonny mm-hmm. Gray just is a good on good numbers on paper. Can't trust him if you ever bet on him. And so I look at this team. Sure, they're winning their division right now, but I must rather trust a team like I think the Guardians have a good chance to come and overtake them. The White Sox, I think both those two teams are just as talented, if not more talented bats. And their bullpens, or not their bullpen, their their arms are going to come around. I mean, they have a certified ace in like Shane Bieber. Dylan Cease, very good for the White Sox, too. Those guys have aces on the mound. I don't trust this Twins team whatsoever. I've seen this team score 10 runs one day, score zero for three straight games. This is a team that's offense is all over the place. And I think they if they go cold, they could go cold and go on a big losing streak. Well, I think the Guardians or White Sox could get pretty hot. I think the White Sox are an interesting team to bet to make the playoffs. I think that teams do a big regression or positive regression the second half of the year. How do you feel about these twins, though? Yeah, I, I love your take on this, Austin. I, I it's, it's like you read my mind on, on some of this. It's like we're sharing pre-show notes or, or something because you you know my 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 uh, beliefs on the Twins. I, I think they're a fraud. I think they're a sham. I think their starting pitching looks decent on paper, but it's it will all fall apart in the playoffs. Sonny Gray, as, as you kind of touched on, was the biggest mirage of a pitcher to bet on last year for the Reds. Red Sonny Gray sold me so, so much. Twin Sonny Gray sells just as much. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. So, so I mean, at the end of the day, like who who is their who's their you know rely upon ace? I think Joe Ryan's a little bit of a, an erratic you know starting pitcher. I I wouldn't necessarily trust him. Smeltzer, are you serious? Like Dylan Bundy, you know the, the of the Angels. Like come on, man. Like what? So so starting pitcher, yes. There's to me a, a pretty big gap and an unknown. Uh, you're telling me that they're going to have to carry what they did the first half of the season to the next half of the season. I don't think it's sustainable, and I don't think it's sustainable offensively. As you mentioned, there's a lot of home run hitters in them, and a lot, and they they rely so heavily on the home run. I wish I had a stat in front of me to to, to pull on that, but they do rely heavily on the home run. Right, Arias is always on base. He's always on base. He lives there. Right, he's a singles machine. But at the end of the day, the Kepler's, the Polanco's, uh, you know, the the Larnicks of the world. 
I I don't know. They have to get they just have to get more consistent, you know, offense for me. And their bullpen, they got a few bullpen arms in there that throw really fast and throw really hard, but uh, can't start, find the strike zone. I, I know it because I've watched some later half of Twins games, and I'm like, ooh. So that's that's going to sell them. I think their bullpen ERA, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure it's been getting worse over the past few weeks going into the All-Star break. I don't know it to be exact. I'm trying to look up some stats on my phone right now. But as the team, we've seen them. And them kind of and the Guardians, two teams that we constantly see them coming back and trying to win games at the end of games, you know, winning extra innings, winning, you know, on walk-off home runs and stuff like that. Yeah. That's not sustainable. That's why, you know, I don't think betting on the Yankees today, which are like plus 400 to win the World Series, no value on that. You don't want to tie up your funds in a plus 400 uh, pick. And while I don't know the odds for the Minnesota Twins to miss the playoffs, but I just think this is a team that relies too heavily on a home run, doesn't have good enough pitching, and not a great bullpen. And, you know, it, teams go on runs. We've seen teams like the Mariners win 10 games, nine games in a row teams like the Orioles win 10 games in a row this is these are things that happen every now and then and a team like the twins could go on a cold losing streak wouldn't surprise me at all but Logan you got a team not to miss the playoffs maybe to win their division who you got yeah I've I've got the St. Louis Cardinals and if, if you've been a follower of this program you know I'm, I'm a big Redbirds fan <laughs> I love the same yeah I love the St. Louis Cardinals they're one of my favorite teams to watch and even bet on but I think they have a really good chance to win the NL Central. Currently plus 175 as we're recording this. It will, of course, fluctuate because them and the Brewers, there's only two games of separation between them. And I, I really think this is their division to lose. Look, if you want me to get on my anti-Brewers pedestal, I can. But I'll just give you the short I'll give you the short version, right? I, I think the Brewers' offense is a complete sham. Kind of what you said about the Twins. I, I think they're super home run dependent and can't necessarily sustain that for for a whole second half of the year so i think this is a cardinals you know to lose to division to lose because i i love you know hitters like goldie you know goldie was my nl mvp pick actually you know a few weeks ago i want to toot my own horn on that one goldie arenado great hitters they, they have a few hitters at the time we're recording this that are, are probably coming back from injury in the second half of the year that i'm really looking forward to so this this cardinals team they've they checked the boxes as far as starting pitching as well i love michaelis Wainwright can give you some solid outings. Um, had to go to Hudson, a eh, little, little bit shaky, but the Cardinals bullpen usually is able to hold down the fort. So I like what they can do offensively. I like what they can do starting pitching, and they they just play super well at Bush Stadium. So I I love the Cardinals second half. I think they can easily run up you know wins on the Reds and the Pirates in the second half of the year. I could take this from the Brewers. The Brewers don't scare me all that much. Yeah, when I feel like people Brewers fans out there, we promise we don't we don't hate your team too much, but. We're just, I, I'm on the same page with you. I'm not a big fan of this Brewers team. I'm looking at their batting averages, and this is a team that has no guys batting above 260 on the team. They got a couple guys in the 250s, but no one's hitting the ball great. And yeah, they're a very home run dependent part team. This is a team that normally struggles on the road because they aren't in their home ballpark that's tiny and you can hit a home run easily to right field. I'm just not a big fan of it. I like the plus 175. I'd argue, you know, maybe we'll see. You know, I still got a couple games before the All Star break, see if this line fluctuates a little bit. But if you could ever get the Cardinals that close to plus 200, look, sign me up. I'm a big fan of the Cardinals team. I think their pitching will get better. They got a lot of young guys. Libertor is pretty young, Dakota Hudson, whatnot. And those guys can hold it down. I like the Cardinals pick. I do think they got a good chance. But, you know, even if they make the NL Central, they got no chance of going against this team. And this will be my MVP pick. A guy by the name of Pete Alonso for MVP plus 700. When I was looking at MVP uh, odds, you know, I, I wanted to give you guys some some sort of value on this one. I believe Manny Machado is above him. Um, I don't remember who exactly else is above him. They kind of fluctuate these odds. I mean, they got, they got Goldsmith. I forgot. We got to give you a victory lap. You called Paul Goldschmidt, I don't know, probably a month and a half ago, two months ago. 
2,400. He's plus 105 right now. But I think Pete Alonso, when push comes to shove, Mets are going to have a very good record getting Scherzer to ground back, knock on wood, hopefully. I mean, they got Scherzer back, but Grom should be coming back probably post-All-Star break. And getting those guys back, I think this team's going to go on a run, kind of get hot. I mean, we think about this Mets team through the first two months of the year, you know, through the first 50 games. This team was, well, I, don't, I don't remember the record, but they were very good. But this was a team that was due some regression. They're kind of getting that regression, you know. This was a team that was hitting, like it was, I don't remember their average with runners in scoring position. Ridiculous numbers. That's just not suiting. You know, it's just not po like possible to keep their how good they were doing. So they've seen that regression. Their runs kind of dip a little bit, and that's not a surprise. But what's still been very good, Pete Alonso, leading the league in RBIs at the moment. Very solid. He's kind of this anchor to this Mets offense. And I think when push goes, comes to shove, this Mets team will probably beat the Braves in terms of record. The Braves are hot at the moment, but I think the Mets are a more complete team with better pitching all around, you know, one through five. I think their pitchers are better. And so I think this Mets team might at the end of the day, you know, have one of the top two records in the, you know, maybe the Dodgers have a better record than them, but in the NL, they probably have one of the best records. I think Pete Alonso getting a plus 700. He's going to hit, I don't know if you can say healthy 40, something home runs probably have over 120 RBIs. It's not outside the realm of possibility. His average is going to be in the two eighties. I think he has a chance and he, look, he's polar bear Pete. The people love him. I think he's got a good chance. I, I think Goldschmidt, I think the plus one of five is obvious. It's terrible value. I don't see him yeah. being that fair of a, like a yeah. runaway for this, uh, this, uh, this award and Manny Machado. I don't trust a single Padre. I don't, I refuse to trust the Padre. Those, those, that team stinks. So I really like <laughs> this value on Pete Alonzo. Plus seven hundred win NL MVP. Look, call me crazy. I think he's got his chance though. I look. I love the pick. You were you were spitting you know straight gospel on on this MLB episode. I, I love it. And honestly, what you said about you know some something being sustainable. Yeah, the Mets offense probably won't be that sustainable in the second half of the year. But you know what also isn't sustainable? Paul Goldschmidt hitting like four hundred at home, right? Like, come on, that's like Goldie is do some regression. And if there's anybody that could probably take it from him, it's somebody like Pete Alonso who's going to have a lot of home run and RBI opportunities because this Mets order is really hard to pitch around like honestly if i'm a pitcher facing the cardinals i'll pit, i'll pit, pitch around paul goldschmidt it's what i'll do right i'll, I'll maybe take my chances with arenado or you know tommy edmund or, or etc but I, I i might pitch around paul goldschmidt you can't really pitch around pete alonzo because you know you have so many talented hitters both in front and behind him so it's just it's it's a hard position to be in i i love it at plus 700 i would never lay goldschmidt at like plus 100 ish no wouldn't do that I mean, the, the ship has sailed on that for these for these uh, AL MVP and MVP votes. Uh, but I, I do love it for plus 700. And for anybody that doesn't know, quick personal story, Austin already knows this story. Uh, I went to the University of Florida where Pete Alonzo, Polar Bear Pete, went to college. I had a class with him. He sat a couple desks over from me. It's really, really cool guy. I love Pete Alonzo. He, he, he wouldn't know me, so don't don't ask him. <laughs> but I, I, I love Pete Alonzo and plus 700. I think this could be a really great value winner. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're right. You made a good point about, you know, you can't pitch around him because you got the McNeils right behind and batting over 300. Got that's always clutch getting guys in. So I, I think Pete Alonso's got as good of a chance as anyone. I don't think this should be, you know, Paul Goldschmidt's race to lose. I would argue Paul Goldschmidt should probably be closer to plus 300, but they got to give someone a favorite at the moment. And I don't really see any of the Dodgers really, uh, you know, infiltrating this race because it's hard to put Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Trey Turner. It's hard to kind of just, you know, displace these guys. It's hard to, you know, pick one because yeah. they kind of all feed off of each other. So, and you can see that by the odds that both are, you know, Mookie's at plus 1200, Freeman and Turner at plus 2000. So unless one of them goes down and one goes on a scorcher, then I just don't see it happening. So like Pete Alonzo, but Logan, what's your third and final bold prediction for this podcast? 
Yeah. So how about we go to the Cy Young race, right? Because I don't find a lot of value or crazy predictions I can make in the NL and AL and NL MVP races, but let's go to the Cy Young. And how about Java Joe, Joe Musgrove to win NL Cy Young plus 1100 odds, right? Okay. So obviously you're looking at this, you're looking at the odds right now and you're looking Who's the who's the odds on favorite? Sandy Alcantara, right? And he's pitched so well for the Marlins. I'd argue way too well, right? And he's and he's minus one ten, which just kind of makes you say, hmm, right? Like that that seems like free money. Like I don't know what he can possibly do in the second half of the season to do any better than than the first half of the season, right? And he he Alcantara is going to face some really hard competition, right? He he's in a pretty tough division offensively, right? Facing the Braves, you're facing the Mets, you're facing the Phillies. Great offensive teams. I think Alcantara might be able to slip up. So that's where I'm saying, does he leave the door open for somebody else in this NL and AL, well, this NL Cy Young race, right? So I'm, I'm going to Java Joe, right? Let's let's talk about his his you know numbers first. Eight and two with an ERA of 2.42, 102 strikeouts and, and 16 starts this year. I mean, come on. These these are NL Cy Young type numbers if if Alcantara slips up a little bit. And look, he faces he faces a to me a, a sort of favorable division, right? Dodgers great offense, but they do strike out a lot. Like Joe Musgrove can can easily have a one or two earned run type game against the Dodgers, you know, week in, week out. You've got you got the Giants. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started about their putrid offense. You got the Diamondbacks. So I'm just talking about within the division, the teams he's going to, you know, see more often than not in the NL. And I look, I love, I love Joe Musgrove. It would not shock me at all. If he makes a little bit of a run, the books always like the Padres, right? The books always think the Padres are a better team. And I, I look, I'm not here to argue about the Padres, but I think Joe Musgrove is easily a six, seven innings pitch type pitcher. That's what they expect from him in the Padres. And I, I, I can see a little bit of regression happening to Sandy Alcantara. I love him. And he's great. He's been a great pitcher and a great story this year. Um, and the only person he has to really jump is Corbin Burns, right? I mean, maybe you can talk a little bit about which one you would like more to maybe surplant Alcantara. Yeah, I mean, when we're talking about, you know, betting the future, there's no value in betting Alcantara at minus 115. That's, no. that's comical. That's like betting Judge to lead the league in home runs, like minus 120. Or, you don't bet those sort of things. But I want to touch on Musgrove first, and I'll talk about Burns. Now, Musgrove, I think you're betting him. If you're going to bet him, now's the time. He's coming off a bad start against Colorado. And he's coming off, honestly, I'm looking at his starts, four bad starts. I mean, prior to, you know, June 16th, after he started against the Cubs, a 1.6 ERA, now sitting at 2.42, hasn't recorded win in any of those four starts. So I think the all-star break couldn't be coming at a better time for a guy like Joe Musgrove that we know is one of the better pitchers in the league. He's been costing a lot of people some money that have been betting on him, betting on his, you know, K-props or whatever it may be. He just hasn't been his normal self. So the month of June, end of June, July, wasn't great to him, but we know this is a really good pitcher. He should have the run support behind him. This is the Padres offense that is hit or miss, but he's going to go up. And you got to think about there's still sometimes you look at a lot of narratives, and that's what some of these awards are. They're narrative driven. And this is a guy that's going to be pitching in some big time games against teams, like you said, the Dodgers. The Giants are still, you know, a big game as the season gets closer to the end. He's going to be relied on even more heavier. So I think Musgrove, good chance, plus 1,100. When I think about Corbin Burns, I think about a guy, obviously, that strikes out a ton of people. But it's hard to bet, you know, all it takes, and we don't like to talk about this side of the game, all it takes is an injury or two, and, you know, Alcantara could go pl plummeting down the, the leaderboard. It could happen to Corbin Burns. Like, you can't predict injuries, and they suck, but it's a part of the game, and I'm not predicting Corbin Burns gets injured the second half of the year, but he is a team that notoriously doesn't get a lot of run support on the Brewers, and we've seen that, you know, happen with DeGrom, but Burns, I just don't trust him a whole lot. Like, we don't ever take his no-run first innings because, you know, there's no value in him, but it just seems, you know, this is a guy that, 
he's been, you know, the same kind of pitcher for the past, you know, one or two, two, three years or whatever. So I don't see a lot of value in plus 700. I think Corbin Burns is good. Obviously the best starter that the Brewers have to start trot out there. But at the end of the day, I just don't see them wanting to give it to the Brewers. I think you'd rather give it to a team like the Padres that will likely probably have a better record than the Brewers when it's all said and done. And probably the team that's, you know, a team that's probably surprised some people this year on the Padres, whereas I don't think people are a lot really surprised by what the Brewers are doing so far. Yeah, I I think I just think there's more win and and number padding opportunities for Joe Musgrove than there will be for Corbin Burns because like it or not the Brewers really really rely heavily on Corbin Burns like when they when they trot him out they're like this is an absolute must win the the Padres like Joe Musgrove and he's obviously their their you know their ace pitcher but they do have some supporting arms behind him and and they don't need to ride him into the ground that's why I'm saying I think Joe Musgrove is a more sustainable over the second half of the season. And I, I'm talking about like Corbin Burns will face a, a lot of you know tough competition even within the division. He's going to face the Cardinals. The Reds are an annoying team to play, and maybe he runs it up a little bit against the Pirates. But I'm just thinking like I'm thinking from a divisional perspective. I mean, give me the Diamondbacks and the Giants bats all day long to to pad my numbers. And, and as far as that, I, I I'd like to look at their full schedule, but I just know I just know that that Java Joe is in a good position for the Cy Young. Yeah, he certainly has as good a chance of anyone at plus 1,100 odds. You can't disagree with it. And you're right. I think when you push comes to shove and you look at the teams that each of these guys are going to go up against. I mean, you mentioned the Cubs, Reds, Pirates. I mean, locking down those lineups isn't as impressive as, you know, even though the Giants are a, a weird lineup, they still at least, you know, have some firepower. They still have that. They're still got some lingering effects of last year when they were, you know, the Cinderella story. Everyone wanted to root for the Giants last year. They still are that this year. Rockies, an annoying team, and you know, still got the Diamondbacks. Which, you know, who, 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 what do you say about the Diamondbacks? There's not much to say about them. But obviously, the Dodgers being in your division, it's going to need some quality starts against the Dodgers. Some games like on Sunday Night Baseball, he's going to need to show up on those nights, and hopefully, yeah. he has some of those. I don't I have no idea of their schedule, so I don't want to say I look for you know August 15th when he's on Sunday. I, I can't predict that, but. I do think Musgrove's got got a decent chance. Plus 1,100, I'd be willing to sprinkle on some of that. Like I said, not going to really take Alcantara. If you want to go on Corbin Burns, ride the Burns train. I support it. Plus 700, not yeah. terrible odds for a guy that is one of the better pitchers and is going to have to basically carry that Brewers, Brewers franchise in all of those games. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, this is this is the time to hunt for value, not to, the time to lay any any sort of favorite because the books have to set a favorite and they have to set what they think is going to be a clear favorite. But baseball's weird. Baseball's fluky. We all know this. Somebody that performed great in this first half of the season. Wheels could really fall off. Sandy Alcantara. Just saying. 100%. And you never know with baseball. Anything can happen. You absolutely never know. So that's going to wrap up this uh, episode of the podcast, a shorter one. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Got you a little bit of your call on our shot fix while we're, you know, technically kind of just off and not doing daily videos. Daily videos return. Thursday morning, set your alarm. So we'll be bright and early. You'll see us in the normal spot, normal places. We appreciate you guys always for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button. If you want to go download the podcast and support the channel even more, just go search Call on Our Shot. You'll find the podcast logo and all that. You can download it. So we'll just download our daily videos. But we appreciate you guys. It's been Austin and Logan. We'll catch you guys again next week for our daily podcast, our weekly podcast, and we'll see you guys then.